0: Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by the lines.com coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East coast. And we've got a bunch of games here on Tuesday night for you, an eight game slate. In this one, we're taking a look at the thunder and the dubs who do have Steph Curry back coming off a somewhat befuddling loss to the Lakers uh, who are kind of good right now. So we'll see how that goes. They are our other game video as well as they're taking on the Grizzlies tonight. So make sure to like, and subscribe to that page. Also check out our player props that we're bringing you each and every weekday. Also want you to head to the lines.com. You can check out all of our great written content in the NBA and more this season, right now we are full swing on the NBA as we are coming down the stretch here. Plenty of player props all over the site for you guys each and every day. Also want you to check out that odds finder tool we have up there. You can make sure you're getting the best juice back on all these bets. You're making really easy to see what the odds are from all these sports books, giving you guys bets this season, Nate, let's go ahead and jump into this eight game slate here. And then talk about our
1: game with the thunder and the dubs. Yeah, we got Washington minus seven at Detroit and Milwaukee minus seven at Orlando then an intriguing one, Philly plus two at Minnesota with the Sixers on a back-to-back. Hornets are plus 10 at the Knicks, uh, who might be without Jalen Brunson, but Emmanuel Quickly suddenly the favorite for sixth man of the year. Uh, I know we both hit Malcolm Brogdon, hoping that the body of work is greater than Quickley's last like couple weeks. But Nets are minus six at Houston. Uh, the Warriors we will talk about here, minus four and a half at OKC, 243 total. Jazz plus nine at Dallas with a total up to 237. And then the Grizz, a, pl- a pick them basically at the Lakers, totals at 225. We break that one down for you in a separate video. This one I feel pretty good about. I mean, the Warriors, we know about their road woes. Six straight road losses against teams that are all in, in playoff position in the West right now, including two in a row to the Lakers. Their last road win, Josh, at OKC with Steph Curry going for 38 and 12 and hitting eight threes. And the river returns here uh, against the team that they have routinely beat up because OKC, I mean, often has not been trying to win games. We don't really know where their motivations are at right now. I mean, they sat Shea for a few games um, and he's back and they did beat the Jazz, which is a key win for trying to move back in that play-in tournament, but right now they're out of it. And and the key here, I mean, Kendrick Williams is out. He was kind of an underrated defensive piece for them. Jalen Williams is legitimately questionable. He's coming off a career-high 32 to get them that win. They're no longer just the SGA show. And the SGA show doesn't work against the Warriors, first of all. I mean, seven games with the Thunder against the Warriors, averaging 20 points a game, which is way down for him. 104 offensive rating, way down. Um, you know, his, his turnover is almost as high as his assist and he's a minus 55 in his last three. So the Warriors will thrive on that kind of, you want to play one-on-one with us. Um, you know, we will have Draymond sit at the back and call out the defense like a quarterback and <laughs> we'll force you into bad situations. Uh, and so if Shea, if even more is on his shoulders, because Jalen Williams isn't playing, I love that matchup for the Warriors defense. And was it just recently that Draymond kind of called out his teammates publicly about, um, you know, the effort they're putting in defensively, the want to? Uh, so I, we'll see if they respond with that. Because in this, this six-game loss span, I mean, the Warriors offense has still been there. It's just like an atrocious defense, giving up 125 a game, giving up the most assists a game uh, in those losses. But the Thunder not really is spreaded around assist team. They are limiting Second chance points off turnovers. That's what you want to see, and they're hitting threes. Like like I said, the offense is flowing. Of course, you have Steph Curry back. That's going to help. And you now you have point Dante Divincenzo, whose role is basically just to cut, get the ball, move, and then find one of these sharpshooters for easy looks, which he was doing down the stretch. And that's why we're both confused. Like, how did they actually lose the Lakers? It was working, Um, but yeah, it, I mean they've just. Yeah, I don't think they have better splits than than against the Thunder here. It is a get-right matchup, like I said. Eight straight wins, 7-1 and against the spread, hitting 21 threes on 48 attempts at a 43% clip, 35 assists per game, and then holding the Thunder to just 102. So covering, I mean, and that margin of victory is 21.5 here. And we're talking about a four-point spread. Eight point win the last time they were in OKC. I feel pretty good about the spread here. Uh, feel pretty good about the Dubs. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I, I do too. I'm um, just a little bit shook from that loss last game, but they, they came out flat. Um, and and every time you know that they needed a, a to they got within let's say you know six to eight points. AD just brought it right back to double digits, uh, and I think he can. he's going to do that again against the Grizzlies, as we talked about in that video. Um, in this one, yeah, it's eight, in, eight in a row, they own this team. There's a little bit of a mental edge going on here. There has to be. Um, it sounded like SGA was going to have his minutes restricted a bit because he was coming out of the COVID protocol over the weekend, and he also had a bit of a hip thing and then he scored 38 points on Sunday um, in their win over the Jazz, and he played 37 minutes. So I don't really know if they're shutting him down or not, but the the mind games of the, the, the injury report continue for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If they have everybody in this game, and that definitely includes Jalen Williams, who's a freaking stud. Uh, love that dude. Um, and and you, you called a bunch of his stuff the other night, by the way, as well, to win us a bunch of money on those player props. Um, but in, in this one, like, I don't know. I think that it's really the best bet here is just the dubs, to be honest with you. 242 points is absolutely absurd, as we know. Um, and it's not like these teams are incapable of doing that, as they've done it twice this season, uh, getting into the 248, 255 range there in those two games. Um, one, you know, home and home. So, But you look at last season, it was a lot different. I'm not really looking at last season, obviously much different teams. Um, They both, they went under a ton in those games last season um, because of the fact that there was nobody playing for Oklahoma city for a lot of the season. And then uh, there was a couple guys missing games. Steph was, or um, rather clay was still coming back from injury at that point, whatever point is, is like, this is a new era. There's going to be points. I don't know if there's gonna be 242 of them, Um, but I believe in, in what the, the dubs have been doing as of late, um, Not great defense on the road. We know that, but they have been limiting things like points in the paint, uh, second chance points. They've been getting a lot more of those dirty, you know, play, uh, or scrappy plays, if you will, um, and hustle stats that that they were missing for a while, which is surprising because Wiggs still hasn't really been playing at all just once in the last like 10 games. So this is a a direct, uh, you know, result of someone like Dante DiVincenzo, you know, not only being point Dante, but like he's a Swiss Army knife because he's also had a game with 10 boards, uh, in, in the last eight games, right? And then he's had a game with 10 assists uh, in his career high as well. Actually, I think it was 11. So uh, yeah, I love what he's bringing to their team because they needed sort of um, almost like a Pat Connaughton type, if you will. You can shoot threes and you can sort of, you know, handle the ball a bit, but you also have that athleticism um, to really, you know, help out down low a little bit more um, and, and, and you know, be almost like Mikhail Bridges light, if you will. <laughs> so uh, from that standpoint, I think that's why they've been a little bit better on defense and, and getting those, those stats that they were getting crushed in when it came to just hemorrhaging points in the paint. Draymond is a guy I really want to take in uh, player props tonight because of the fact that he also plays so well against this team. There was a, a couple, you know, he got hurt a little bit in that get the LA game where he had to miss a few minutes before he came back because it was an injury to his finger that he's had for a while now, and he's just probably going to have it uh, despite that he's playing through a lot of pain. He's going to keep playing. He's not going to miss any more time down the stretch. They really are. Um, I think they do see this as still a, an opportunity for them to be able to compete in the Western Conference playoffs. So I, I think this is a game that they know they can't for to lose, the way that they go sort of back and forth. I know it's a road game, but with everything in their favor here uh, against OKC, I think this is a good opportunity to, to take them to, to cover four.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the way OKC defends them that's so troubling is, is I mentioned, the stunning amount of three-point attempts, which when you're giving those up to the Splash Brothers is, is to say, you know, high, a high percentage of makes. And against all opponents in their last seven, they're giving up the sixth most attempts. Uh, so it's just not disciplined enough. I mean, you you can do whatever you want, but when Steph Curry's out there, he's probably going to get him or his teammates a good look from three. And then the Warriors are just shutting them down 29% from three for OKC, hitting under 10 per game. So a simple math, if you're going to hit, on average, 11 more threes than the other team, uh, you should be able to cruise to victory here. And, and the rebounding numbers have not been great from OKC either. Like I mentioned, Kenrich Williams is is their small ball five. This is the guy you're gonna need against the Warriors. Uh definitely if you if, if Jalen Williams misses, you should hit this immediately. But I think either way, the Warriors uh they yeah, they need this win. Like you said, they they're just holding off. They they need to hit another gear right now, not just for the standings, but just for that feeling of confidence because they're gonna be on the road in the playoffs, and these these home road splits are have gotta be troubling internally. When you think about that, they're going to have to start treating it like like a playoff situation to prove to themselves that they can get road wins when they need to.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I fully agree. It's one of the crazier stats of, of all time right now, to be honest, that they have that they've won seven games on the road, um, and that means that the bulk of their wins have come at home, something like 25, 26 wins. I don't know where you're going to see that again. I I thought it might stop at some point, Um, but I I think in this one, once again, the fact that the Dubs are playing the Thunder, I'm just going to take that to trump whatever weirdness has been going on for them on the road. Uh, As you said, especially if Jalen Williams doesn't play, what a crazy thing to say that if rookie Jalen Williams doesn't play, uh, that this team isn't going to be nearly good enough to beat the Dubs, but I believe it. So
1: we got Grizz basically a pick'em here at the Lakers plus one for Memphis totals at 226, not moving much. It's a, a fair total. It's very, very tough to pick either way. I mean, the Lakers trend under without LeBron as we know <clears throat> and Memphis, I mean, I guess we got to lead with the fact that there's no John Morant and they're still without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark's out for a year now. Um, and those two guys are, absolutely vital for what they do in terms of owning the paint we've talked you know this is probably like our fifth show where we're talking about how badly they're missing steven adams and how we want to fade them on the road um and once again yeah they're two and eight without steven on the road the only wins at detroit and houston teams that uh, have the worst records in the nba uh, just to reiterate and um i mean they're saving grace it, it, it's with Without Ja, it's, it's Tyus Jones' ball now, which is to say it's just like solid team basketball, which is to say we're going to move it around, make the extra pass, and try to hit threes. And Memphis is not a good three-point shooting team. They happened to get really hot against the Clippers last time out. Uh, hit 18 threes at a 53% clip. That might be probably a season high, uh, just completely unsustainable. And then that was for a 51-point third quarter. And then the Clips just gave them the clamps, and they scored 17 in the fourth to somehow lose. I don't know the last time somebody had a 51-point quarter and lost. Uh, they gave up 35 free throw attempts to the Clippers. And then this is the biggest rebounding margin I think I've ever seen. 53-26, to 26, giving up 13 offensive rebounds to the Clippers. Not a, an extremely good rebounding team either. And I mean, this is what now we're talking about the Anthony Davis Lakers, which is to say, like, they got a board up. They're gonna they're gonna have to press those margins and get free throws, second highest free throw rate behind the Sixers uh, over their last few games here. So it's definitely ripe for the Lakers to to have some success down low, have some success getting to the line and and limit, I mean, they're they're good three point defense at home, so limit Memphis being able to do that. Without Jaw, they're not as good in transition. Um, and, and I mean, there's some numbers like right? Bain and Jaron Jackson are going to step up. You'd think they don't have great numbers against the Lakers by any means. Bain, 17 points per game in his career. Pretty efficient from three, but that's not as the number one option. Uh, and Triple J is, has really been you know kind of worked by Anthony Davis. Nine career against AD, 13 points per game on a 99 offensive rating. Pretty much a non-factor. He's much worse on the road. The Grizz offense in general, much worse on the road. Uh, they don't. They just don't do anything particularly well on offense. If you look at their road, I, I couldn't find one thing that they're top ten in in even percentage of points scored. Which is to say, there's no consistency. Like, uh, you know, what do they do? And then on the road, they're the second lowest offense rebounding rate. Like I said, you know, struggling to board up. That's all about want to, and, uh, you know, effort, and it's just, it's got to be really deflating for them to have this situation with Ja, uh, which we, as we just, just to anyone who hasn't heard about it yeah, he's, he's just brandishing a gun on, on his uh, social media page. And so he's out indefinitely from the team, um, you know, who knows when he's coming back. And that's really got to weigh on the players too, because it's like, who knows when our guy's coming back. In addition to the fact that we don't have two vital bigs Uh, And and the Lakers are absolutely desperate. So I I think they will be able to capitalize on this situation and get the win at home. uh, Anthony Davis leading the way.
0: Well said. <laughs> um, the thing about Ja, too, is he was in a nightclub, by the way, after that Denver game. In- interestingly as well, there was apparently a players only meeting literally before that event- incident happened where Steven Adams called them together and said everyone needs to start acting better on the road, getting to bed earlier, blah, blah, blah. And hours later, uh, Ja is suspended from the team for a couple games. Yeah, it's it's up in the air. I- what are you going to learn in two games? days or game, like a week of time, what he's going to like change everything. It's either come back to the team or, or, or not. And I'm, he's obviously going to come back at some point, but for this game specifically down low, big time. I I don't, I love, you know, for the Lakers, everything going on down there. That's why AD's props are absolutely insane for him to get 14 rebounds on FanDuel right now only gets you back minus 136 on your money, uh, 29 and a half points for him or 28 and a half. If you want worse odds, like it, he, they expect him to go to bananas based on a lot of what you just said, 35 free throw attempts to the Clips, 53 to 26. Like, you know, they, they got out rebounded by more rebounds than they got. It, do that math if you want to figure it out. So, um, they, you know, it, for for the, the last 15 games, I don't know, is Steven Adams really that important? Like, is he really, really that important? He's, he's more of a situational player. He was getting close to 28 minutes, but when he got hurt, but like, oh, man, it's crazy that they would be going from, you know, basically... Top two in second chance points, um, fast break points. They're still pretty good, obviously, because of Ja, but not getting out on the break quite as much if they can't get a defensive rebound. That's the reason their their fast break points have gone down a little bit for them. Still a lot of them. But um, and then, you know, their opponent's second chance points and everything that they're doing. Third most second chance points given up like. AD's gonna feast. There's just no way he doesn't. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not it uh, against uh, Anthony Davis. Maybe he can do a few things in that one-on-one defensive. He, he's better. Uh, you know, he, he's obviously gonna win Defensive Player of the Year based on his ability to block shots. But that's not a one-on-one matchup with Anthony Davis, where he's getting the ball off of a you know a side pick and roll going towards the hoop down the middle of the lane, like. Good luck. Good, good luck with anybody, uh, even if Steven Adams was there. But um, that's going to be the the entire you know premise of the Lakers' ga- uh, game plan tonight. And I, obviously, it makes complete sense um, when you look at what they do without Ja. Um, the, the Grizzlies this season, you know, obviously it's just not the same as last season, where last season they, they lost him and didn't really miss a beat. This year, their offensive rating drops five points. They seem to play faster, um, which is interesting. But their offensive rating so much worse that they're still you know not even scoring more points without Ja. Obviously. They're scoring more with him. Um, 25 more free throw attempts a game is a huge reason for it. Uh, that The Grizzlies usually, you know, get the edge against their opponents in that case. But as you mentioned, they just hemorrhaged those 35 free throw attempts to the Clips, who also don't even really get to the line that much. Maybe a bit more with Russell Westbrook, but that still hasn't been the the, the bulk of their game. If anything, it's been a knock on PG this season that he hasn't been getting to the line as, as a guy who should be getting six to seven attempts. So um, for Bain, yeah, he, he scores a few more points. But Once again, those numbers uh, against the Lakers, it's not a, a good matchup for him either in this situation. Um, as I just Jared Vanderbilt, as we call, it, just crushing it on defense, like as good of a wing defender as you could want in the NBA right now, who also gets to you know is, is getting those eight rebounds as well since he, he joined the team. So everything spells favors, it sort of seems to be in LA's favor uh, when it comes to the, the key stats. Like we said, everything around the rim and then the pace of this game, where I think that the Lakers can kind of limit it. I would lean under as well except for the fact that the, the the grizzlies do seem to play a bit faster without Ja for some reason maybe they're just trying to get it and go um to avoid the fact that they don't have him and, and they don't have much in a set offense without him breaking a defense down uh, but they're still unable to get the same amount of fast break points defensive rebounds so I, I do like la in this one as well i liked it when they they had it at like plus two and a half and still really like it with them as the favorite
1: yeah i don't really understand how the lakers beat the Warriors again. Um, despite you know Steph coming back and being Steph uh well I mean really it was just AD being clutched down the stretch right it, it is the get on my back scenario that we talked about joked about and they're, they're, their their offense has really pulled up now without LeBron because you have a healthy Anthony Davis I mean they were averaging just like 108 without him now they're up to 112 on the season um uh, they have tended to go under without Brown but over in two of their last four including the last time they were at Memphis so that is why we shy away from it a little bit. Uh, Three-point percentage better without Westbrook, if you look at since that shook up. I mean, since the trade where they got better. We didn't even mention D'Angelo Russell's questionable again. Honestly, that's probably a plus in, in, on, in terms of a two-way player. Austin Reeves, not a great defender either, but um, you know, just he's helpful enough on offense. Um, yeah, The Lakers' depth is just better than the Grizzlies at this point because they're, they're missing those key guys. You're talking about guys like Roddy and LaRabia now stepping in to try to take their turns on AD. Doesn't seem like it's going to go that well. Uh, by the way, that last win for Memphis, Ja led them with a 39 point triple double. He also led them to two wins over the Lakers, uh, the last couple seasons with 40 plus, um, and AD in that last game had five blocks. So while his his other st- uh, props are, are ridiculously high, I am interested in like the, the three blocks or the four steel slash blocks uh, as he becomes that kind of clutch stopper. Memphis is a team that will try you down low, right? Especially if the three's not trying falling, so that's why he got the five blocks. I think that is pretty sustainable. Uh, if you're looking at a prop in this game,
0: hundred percent. And I just want to bring up one more point that actually extends a bit out further than, than down low as we keep talking about that as the key area for the game. The other, the other area that that I get to now talk about the, the Lakers being good at is wing defense and wing offense. Uh, and they now have an advantage over a team last year that had De'Anthony Melton in Memphis. They had Kyle Anderson, who was as versatile of, a, you know, able to play down low, but also able to play out on the wing uh, as well. Um, and, and now, you know, you talk about Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley uh, and company being there for the Lakers. It's, and even Rui, um, it, it, it's just how it works. It, it's what we've been talking about since they lost Kuzma and KCP and Caruso. Um, and now we should be talking about it once again for this, this Memphis team who is not as good and not as deep as they were last year because they didn't seem to think that they needed a guy like D'Anthony Mellon, who's coming up huge right now as a defensive player covering the get the best player on the other team all the time for the 76ers of the season. So another advantage for the Lakers right now that they wouldn't have had like three weeks ago, Ago. So, uh, interesting times.
1: You're listening to the lines.com podcast network, looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U S sports books all in one place. special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lions Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports bettor.
0: Nate, let's go ahead and jump right into your first play, a prop for tonight, get right into it with Mr. Ant-Man on those T-Wolves.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a good matchup. for, For our offense, I don't really have the balls to take an over the way Minnesota plays defensively, but I have the balls to take Anthony Edwards' individual overs because he's now seeing a huge uh, lion's share of the playmaking responsibilities since they parted ways with D'Angelo Russell. Um, He's been really inefficient lately as a shooter because of maybe those increased ball handlings, but also eight of their last 10 games have been on the road, averaging 24 points, four and a half assists in those games. But you look at home since the start of January, 27 and a half points, five assists, 33% usage rate. That usage rate, Is up to 32 consistently without D'Angelo Russell now. His last three against Philadelphia, which I got to talk more about this particular matchup. Again, inefficient shooting, but 20 points, nearly six assists, playing 40 minutes a game. And the usage only 27% because D'Lo also had a 27% usage rate. Scored 25 a game. um, Handled a lot of the rock. But this is Philly, right? So assists are really the intriguing thing here. And it's plus 125 for Ant to get five assists. If you just want to get the best odds available, I would look there. I I, I think you can combine 30 and a half points at assists because there should just be a lot of stats flowing here. If you look at how Philly's been shredded by athletic guards recently, starting with last night with Tyrese Halliburton, <clears throat> 39 and 17, where we were just like, Let's hope for a double-double. Let's hope for 10 assists. And he just goes off and, and just roasts this team. Drew Holiday, double-double on Saturday, 26-13. And Kairuka combines for 82, both of them getting 40 uh, more dimes if they needed to, but they don't because Philadelphia's defense is just abysmal on the road now in these last 3 road old games, giving up 135, playing at a 99 pace, which is really fast for them. And and fifth-worst opponent's three-point percentage, so maybe ant gets going from there. He's been struggling a bit lately, but I think a little home cooking here after a four game road trip, I do think he scores over 25, but the assists are are even more intriguing with the juice there.
0: Yeah. uh, One correction. uh, Tyrese had 40 points last night. He hit, he hit a shot at the very end. Uh, That was a three to get himself to 40 as, as time was running out for no reason to keep them within four and probably piss off a lot of people who might've had, um, Philly minus like six and a half, where it basically ended and they were they were they were covering that by three uh then tyrese hit that last second three to get himself 40 points we love it whatever we picked the pacers uh the over and uh, a ton of stuff for Tyrese so love that game i think plenty more for, for Ant tonight i think it is a good get right game for his sort of off shooting that he's been a little bit but want to give the dude his flowers as well because he's been a huge reason they've been so good on defense um as as a unit since uh especially since getting rid of deallo which will help that um i'm gonna go you know what i'm gonna go with my preferred bet here now Next that I'm going to talk about with everybody, which is Mr. Blocker Kessler. Uh, Walker Kessler tonight in the Jazz, taking on that Kairuka tandem there uh, and the Dallas Mavericks. I like 20 and a half points and rebounds for him um, at minus 120 on MGM. Uh, that's the best place to get it. It's like 120 minus 125 on DraftKings if that's where you have your your account. Um the double double I really like plus 135 on DraftKings because the nine and a half rebounds, maybe you want to get the better juice than the points and rebounds. Uh I just know that the the Mavs give up a ton of points to centers as well. Uh this is why I kind of like giving them give, getting his points in there. But the rebounds themselves are like plus one fifteen to get. Ten. Um, so it's basically just like, are you? Do you think if you don't want the double double at plus one thirty five because you, you're not sure about the points, which I do like, but you like the rebounds. Nine and a half rebounds is great too. The blocks is interesting because it's two and a half blocks for him, and he's averaging four of those, uh, better than four in his last six overall. Um, and, and it's just that he's got to block some threes because that's where all of Dallas's shots are coming from. That's why that they, they allow, uh, only like 2.9 blocks per game against their team is because the only person who's ever shot inside the paint is either Luca or Christian Wood this whole season. Um, so, you know, there's not much reason to believe that, that there's going to be blocks available for him nearly as much, but two and a half is, is a pretty good, um, you know, number for it to get plus for one fifteen If you're interested, Dallas is dead last since their trades in terms of allowing points in the paint where it's like 61, uh, which is a ton Uh, 25th in allowing second chance points 20th in opponents rebounding. Um, And in two games versus Dallas, that blocker Kessler has played so far 13 and a half points and 10 boards in 25 minutes. Um, He was still getting a few less minutes at the time when, when they played Dallas earlier this season. Now he's averaging 30 over his last 10 games, which is a huge thing. Like his per 36 numbers versus this team are incredible and well above a double double and well above 20 and a half points and rebounds. So if he's going to get 30, 31 minutes, like he's been averaging um, then I really like, like all of his numbers, the blocks I just threw out there because it's such a low number, but I really don't know that you can get more than two blocks against this Dallas team. If they're not going to shoot inside the paint, right?
1: No. And they have two finishers who just don't get blocked because they're the best finishers in the world, basically in the paint. Um, so it's, yeah, it's tough to lean on that in this matchup, but the rebounds, we talk a lot about variance with Dallas and how many threes they shoot. So I really do like the rebounds if they're not falling, um, at a ridiculous rate, there should be plenty available there. I think the double-double plus 135 is is good um, because Dallas, Maxi Kleba's is probably going to play at this point. But he's more exploitable for a big body center like Kessler uh, than if he's matching up against Dwight Powell or somebody who's a true center. Uh, Kleba is probably going to get bodied a little bit down low. I, I do like this game as I was thinking over when it was like 232 when it opened. Now it's all the way up to 237. So we did not do a game video on that. But you can still take player props where they don't move, such as Jordan Clarkson, 21 and a half points, almost even money. Because he was a little rusty after missing like eight days, uh, came back at 18 points on Sunday, uh, shot 0 for 5 from 3. Last time he faced Dallas, where they lost against no Kairuka, neither of them played. He, He had 26 points, though. Um, and also went 0 for 5 from 3. So 15 free throw attempts. That seems sustainable. I mean, with Kyrie and Luke out there, the perimeter defense is going to be worse, not better. He had 22 and 8 assists against Dallas early in the season. He's been better on the road uh, all year in terms of scoring and assists, 21 points, nearly five dimes, with a 28% usage rate. Um, and so it's at 26.5 points assists if you want to get those in there. 21 and a half points is, is good, like I said, for a gunner like Clarkson because Dallas is playing these ridiculous shootouts right now uh, in seven with Kyrie, with Kairuka together. They're they're giving up 121, scoring 123. They ha- they're they giving up the second most assists to point guards in that span. Colin Sexton is out tonight, so Clarkson is going to be that point guard. Um, and I really like what he's going to be able to do here to to get the Jazz offense back on track. They really struggled in a few games without him, including only scoring ninety-four points against the taking Spurs, which is uh, you know, just a head scratcher. But he's he's back. He hopefully shakes off the rust after that last one.
0: That was that was wild. That was a fun time. Uh that that Jazz Spurs game. But no, yeah, Jordan Clarkson always gonna love him. M I Z for sure uh in that one. And, and I also like a lot of points. But uh last lead here I don't know, Nate, we're, we're talking about a couple th- different Warriors players. I think we're brainstorming on on, uh, on air again here as we talk about all these different picks we have. But I'm going to go with Day Day, with, with Draymond Green, because of how well he plays against his Thunder team, because of the fact that that's where the Thunder give up a ton more points uh, and, and, and stats is to power forwards. And because Steph Curry's back and that's good for Draymond Green um, against the Thunder in his last four, all of which Steph played in. He's got nine points, ten boards, five assists in about twenty nine and a half minutes. That gets you over the 20- 23 and a half points, rebounds and assists that I'm taking for him tonight. Uh, I understand the points aren't always uh, awesome with him, but I mean, nine against this, uh, nine a game in, uh, against this team on the road in his last five, 10 points a game uh, with about eight and a half boards and five assists. So it gets used to, the, to, to you know, right around the 23, 24. But it's also the, the, the matchup, like I said, with the Thunder, the, the Thunder are giving up the fourth most points to power forwards. They're giving up the most rebounds to power forwards in the league as well. Um, and like I said, with Steph, uh, he's, he's, uh, Draymond is averaging, uh, one more point per game, one more assist per game. Uh, and that gets you to 24 and a half PRA that he's averaging on the season, uh, when Steph is in that lineup. So I like this one. I know you like a little bit of Steph. We thought about Clay who also historically, you know, crushes the thunder. Although just some of the numbers made his prop to me, like pretty much fair as Mo would say. Uh, so what, what do you feel about one of these, these dubs players and their props?
1: Yeah, I have no problem with Clay getting 24 points where he's at. Um, I think he's going to be force-fed the ball a little bit, which to me is the correlation that Steph's going to have six assists or more. He has 22 assists in his last two against the Thunder because that seems to be the way they want to try to defend him is get the ball out of his hands. And he's going to make plays for other guys, <laughs> as we saw in his first game back. Um, so I, I like the plus odds on that. I think, yeah, Clay's numbers in general without Steph, or with Steph are down a little bit, but I think lately, if you really break it down, they are still up. Uh, and Steph really just opens things up more for him, as does DiVincenzo, who we talked about in the game video, just adding an element of pace in, in the half court and, and great spacing and cutting to get both those guys open shots. And to me, that makes me skeptical about Draymond because the ball is going through somebody else's hands. Um, and, and he's really the defensive captain uh, to me, it's a it's a fair line. I, again, like Mo would say, uh, the 24 PRA for Draymond, we might be right around there. At the end of the day,
0: yeah, no, I, I believe I'm I'm leaning Steph assist. The more you talk about it as well, because that is the Thunder's mo uh, in terms of how they defend him. So that's all the time we have for you guys in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also got our game videos up for you today, uh, and we are staying wicked hot with these player props. So want to make sure to like and subscribe. And until we see you next, happy betting. Step it up!